Guys, welcome to Better Bachelor. This is Joker with a face for radio and a voice for print. Tonight, I'm going to talk about the power of the simple words, yes and no. Sounds simple. I mean, uh, we use it in everyday vocabulary. But what does it mean when you start making life decisions around those words? What does it mean when um, you say yes when you'd normally say no and no when you normally say yes? I looked online and every time I looked up uh, something like the power of the word yes or or just say yes or anything like that, all I got up was a bunch of like really tacky um, like self-help guides. And that's not what I was looking for. I did find one on, on the, the word no. And I think it, it kind of encapsulated a little bit of what I wanted to say. But I'm going to tell you kind of what yes has done for me. I was watching uh, Anthony Bourdain's No Reservation several years ago. Um, well, three years ago, but it was an episode that was several years old. I was watching it on Netflix, and I just I had just finished a relationship, and I wasn't happy at work, and my lease on a house I was renting, I had sold my house for a nice profit in the market when things were good, and so I was renting for a little while to figure out what I wanted to do, and I was watching Anthony Bourdain, and, and he said something about, uh, you know, how great it is to ch- travel to Vietnam because the, the food was cheap, and the culture's wonderful, and he said, it's a shame that so many people wait to do this kind of adventure uh, until they're retired. And the friend I was watching the show with said, you know, man, that's something that that's something you ought to do. I mean, you've talked about traveling and you're not, you know, having a great time at work and you don't really have anything holding you back. And I said, yeah, no kidding. That's definitely something I should do. But I started thinking about it and it really was something I should do. Uh, so I, I said yes to it. And, and it was life altering for me. I'd never traveled out of the country and I had to get a passport and get a bunch of shots. And then I did 36 countries and, uh, you know, doing that back to back and living out of a backpack for uh, over a year was, was really life changing for me. And when I was on that trip, you know, there were times I was exhausted and I was in a hostel and a group of people were going out. And in Thailand, it was like, Hey, we're going to go out to, uh, to go to a Thai fight. Do you want to go? My inclination, my inclination was no, not really, you know, I'm tired and it's been a long trip and blah. But how many times do you get to go with, uh, let's see, it was a British girl, a German, two German girls, um, and a guy from the UK. I think he was from London or Manchester. Just a big group of us that were all from different countries staying in this hostel. I said, yeah, all right, I'll go. And it turned out to be one of the best nights of my life. We had so much fun and, uh, I won't get into the story, but it was a really good time. And so as I was on this trip, I said yes to things I wouldn't normally say yes to. And it, it turned out to be some of the most fun and interesting times I've had. So my last couple of years have, has really been based off of yes, a lot more than it was based off of, you know, just kind of doing my normal thing and taking those new adventures. And in the same token, my life really started changing when it came to relationships with other people, when it came to work when it came to how happy I was when I started using the word no also. So I'm going to read an article and I think this this kind of, I think no is more powerful than yes. It's easy to say, just say yes to more things and just put yourself out there more and, and take more adventure, some uh, things in your life that maybe you wouldn't normally do. But no is more difficult because no, no ends possibilities. No um, is a is a like a, a changer. It, it definitely cuts off any possibility of anything else happening. And in some ways, I think that's really good. 
you know, when I left my, my job uh, for about a week, and my boss called me twice, and he'd asked me if I'd come in and we could sit down and negotiate salary or maybe look at some other options for me coming back because I, I told him I wasn't happy and gave my two weeks notice. And when you work in technology, two weeks is kind of the day you leave because they don't want you messing up any critical systems or sabotaging anything. So that was my last day. But he called me and asked me to come back in a couple of times. And had I said yes, I might have gotten a raise. Uh, I'm, I'm Something else may have happened in a good way for me. But by saying no... Um, it finalized the decision for me, and I think it was a powerful thing. So let me let me uh, let me start to record this first here, and then we're going to talk about the power of no. Wielded wisely, no is an instrument of integrity and a shield against exploitation. It often takes courage to say. It's hard to receive, but setting limits sets us free. And we mean this also in many ways when we talk about relationships as well, right, guys? So a lot of us are here where we are today, kind of not being in in a dedicated long-term relationship, but kind of being single and enjoying our lives because we got fed up, we got tired of it. We finally just said, no, no more, I'm done. So I think a lot of us started our journeys. Instead of saying yes too many times, we started saying no. They continue, there's a lot of talk and a lot to be said for the power of yes. Yes supports risk-taking, courage, and an open-hearted approach to life whose grace cannot be minimized. But no, a metal grate that slams shut the window between oneself and the influence of others is rarely celebrated. It's a hidden power because it's both easily misunderstood and difficult to engage. It's likely that we are unaware of the surge of strength we draw from no because in part, it's easily confused with negativity. Either can involve a turning away, a shake of the head, or a firm refusal, but they're distinctly different psychological states. Negativity is a chronic attitude, a pair of emotional glasses through which the people get a cloudy view of the world. Negativity expresses itself in a whining perfectionism, a a petulant discontent, or a risk-averse naysaying. It's energy sapper. Negative people may douse the enthusiasm of others, but rarely inspire them to action. Negativity certainly ensures that you will not be pleased. You will also not be powerful. Where negativity is an ongoing attitude, no, is a moment of clear choice. It announces, however indirectly, something affirmative about you. I will not sign, because that's not my truth. I will not join your community, or your committee, uh, help with your kids, review your project, because I am committed to something important, uh, some important project of my own. Count me out, because I'm not comfortable, not in agreement, not on the bandwagon. No thank you. Because you might feel hurt if I turned down your invitation, but my needs take priority. I think many of us that were in relationships oftentimes said yes too much. You know, when we are strong, when we're convicted and we just say, no, that's not right for me or no, 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 we're defining our boundaries. We're telling people, this is where my comfort zone lies. This is my rule set. This is where I belong. And too many times, many of us, myself included, especially myself, when I cared for somebody, when I maybe got in over my head or I should have left a relationship or a situation before I did, um, it was because I didn't want to say no. I wanted people to like me. I wanted people to find me agreeable. I wanted to be invited to all the parties. I wanted people, um, when they were in a good mood, to think of me. But the truth is, without setting boundaries, they probably saw me as a bowl of jelly. They just saw me as weak and not very... um, I didn't define who I was as a person. I was just kind of very agreeable. And I think in the end, that makes us uh, not very likable. 
It makes people not feel like that we're being our true selves. And, and I think people can sense that a little bit, and it doesn't make them very comfortable around us. I have found that I've made many more friends and any relationships I've had with other people in business and many other things have gone better because I've said no and I define who I am and what I'm about. I think all of us, again, are doing this more often, especially in this lifestyle of going our own way, but I, I don't think people really understand how powerful it can be for them and why we should say it more. They continue on. The no that is an affirmation of self-implicity acknowledges personal responsibility. It says while each of us interacts with others and loves, respects, and value those relationships, we do not and cannot allow ourselves to be influenced by them. The strength we draw from saying no is that it underscores the hard truth of maturity. The buck stops here. No is both the tool and the barrier by which we establish and maintain the distinct parameter of the self. No says, this is who I am. This is what I value. This is what I will and will not do. This is how I choose to act. We love others, give to others, cooperate with others, and please others. But we are always at the core, distinct and separate selves. We need no to carve and support that space. No recognizes that we are agents of our own limits. For most of us, this self in charge and wholly responsible is a powerful, lonely, and very adult awareness. We approach it two steps forward and one giant retreat, giving in to the beloved, to the bully, to our own urges for another drink or an unnecessary purchase. The closer we get to manning the barricade of self-set limits, the stronger we are. That strength requires the power of no. No has two faces, the one we turn toward ourselves and the one that creates boundaries between ourselves and others. The struggle to strengthen our internal no, the one we address to our own self-destructive impulses, is the struggle in which we are most familiar. That no controls our vent of rage on the road and our urge for the cigarette. We call that no self-discipline. You know, a good time to always talk about this is at the start of the new year. Many people make New Year's resolutions. Some people cave within hours, some days, some weeks. But how many people really kind of carry through with their, you know, their set goals? For me, it's going to be losing weight and hitting the gym a little bit more. And how does it have to do with the word no? It's because when I sit on the couch or I'm surfing the web here and I haven't worked out for a day, it's easy to say, you know, I'm a little sore today. Maybe I'll give myself one more rest day. Um, I, you know, I haven't taken my protein powder or my creatine for the day. Um, I'll wait till tomorrow. And you have to say, no, I got to get up and, and do this. So no can be a positive, but it's got to be an interruption of a thought process that's negative. I think that's kind of important too when we talk about, uh, you know, having self-control, having the ability to control part of our lives. It's no is a very strong way to tell yourself, hey, I'm not doing what I need to do. And it doesn't need to be an outward conversation. But you just have to say, no, I'm not going to do that. No, I'm stronger than that. No, I'm better than that. No, I'm not going to partake. All right? They continue on. The no we direct towards ourselves comes from an internal self-governor whose job is to contain our urges and manage our priorities within an iron fist of reason. All of our lives, we may work on refining that self-governor, tweaking it, building it, shoring it up. The huge rewards of our governor's de developing ability to say no not too rigidly, but often enough, often enough and wisely too, our productivity and peace of mind. The power of no is in that payoff. The no we were able to say to others also involves, evolves through life. 
beginning with the primitive NOS of our childhood. Anyone who has ever tried to put a two-year-old into a car seat has real-life evidence. As the two-year-old begins to differentiate himself, he will, his wishes, his will, his wishes from those of mom, he hurls one loud, endless cry, no. No, I won't put on those socks. No, I won't eat that mush. Won't leave the park. That primordial, powerful no is the original assertion of the self against the other. For the rest of our days, we are challenged to find the proper effective way to draw that line. Again, we like pleasing others, or we have in our past, and we don't like to be disagreeable. You know, friendly uh, friendly society deems otherwise. But again, being able to say that and setting your boundaries will get you further than just a yes. The line in the sand. How much no is too much? Who turns down a needy friend to tend one's own garden? Where is the line between self-actualized and selfish? Who refuses to lend support to the modest effort of a group of friends? What is the boundary between important principles and stubborn optionalism? As a general guideline, five situations benefit, benefit from increasing strength to say no. When it keeps you true to your principles and values, it's a beautiful thing emotionally, spiritually, and even professionally to be generous, to be supportive. But as sociologists Roger Meyer, uh, James Davis, and F. David Shurman point out in their classic study of organizations, integrity is as essential and benevolent as in establishing entrepreneurial trust. It's a requirement and effectiveness. Jack, for example, has always cherished his role as the go-to guy for his buddies. Jack has your back. It's been his proud mantra since high school. So when a close married friend began an affair, Jack maintained a discreet silence. However, when that close friend asked Jack for a loan of his vacation home as a convenient site for the clandestine relationship, Jack wrestled with his conscience. He wanted to continue to be seen as a great guy, but he found himself uncomfortable being part of a deception, however second-handed. In the end, he said just that as he turned his friend down. Jack's no dinged the dinged the friendship a bit and violated an unspoken male code, at least among Jack's peers. Still, if, if being liked by others is often a byproduct of saying yes, liking yourself sometimes comes only from saying no. When it protects you from cheerful exploitation by others, it's remarkable how much some people ask of you, even demand from you, even things for which you yourself wouldn't dream of asking. Protect yourself best from the many who feel entitled to ask by just being strong enough to say a firm, clear, calm, no. This one I, I do use a lot more, and it was actually the end of, of some of my relationships. Um, they weren't uh, really good male friends that I had. They were relationships that I had with what I thought were female friends. They would ask me, hey, they'd give me a call. Hey, my Wi-Fi is not working. You got any tips? And I might be in the middle of something, but I'd sit down. I'd say, yeah, you just do this. Have you unplugged? Have you done this? Can you run this? run this command, see if this works. And I'd end up spending 20 minutes when in truth, they should call their internet service provider. You know, whether it's a car starting, whether they need your advice, whatever it is, sometimes you just have to say, is this really worth my time? Or am I just kind of being used for my, my knowledge? I mean, go use a web search or something like that. When I started doing that more or the favor of, hey, can you help me move on Sunday? Normally I'd be, you know, if it's one of my guy friends, I'd be the first over there to help him. But when it was someone that really only reached out to me when they needed a favor or they were looking for to use me for something, when I started saying no, they went away. And I found that I really wasn't losing that much in my life in the long term. 
They continue on. Take a classic school and office scenario. A happy, popular slacker colleague asks again to borrow his worker bee's teammates' careful notes. Mr. Worker Bee resents being used, but can't think of a good reason to refuse, so he acquiesces. Gets asked again, resents more. Can't think of a good reason to say no, so he gives in, and so the cycle goes. Finally paying attention to his own feelings of being taken advantage of, instead of focusing on finding a reason acceptable to the cheerful exploiter, Worker Bee turns to Mr. Popular da- or turns Mr. Popular down. Scraping up his backbone, Mr. Worker Bee simply says, No, I'm not comfortable with that. His no earns him a chilly reception in the company cafeteria for a week or two. It isn't a pleasant time, but passes. In its wake, Mr. Worker Bee will find new safety. No is a necessity, a life shield against the charming users who sniff out softies. It turns out nice guys can say no. Actually, what's interesting, I think, is nice guys don't say no, and that's why they're taken advantage of and are viewed so weakly. When you start standing up for yourself and not getting pushed and not getting used, um, no defines who you are. And that's what really sets up others to respect you. If you can't say no, you can't earn respect. When it comes keep when it keeps you focused on your own goals. When her boss criticized her for the second time as a chatty Kathy, whose work was late because she wasted too much time talking, Amy felt hurt and unfairly evaluated. Was it her fault that people loved to stop by her cubicle? How was she supposed to turn away Marcia, whose aging mother presented so many problems, or Jim who wanted to her thoughts on the best way to proceed with their clients? So on and so forth. Uh, Amy needs the power of no. Why? Because she loved and being interested in being loved and being interested in them as she is. She was losing sight of her own responsibilities. When it protects you from abuse by others. Well, we know this. Saying no, especially in relationships. Maybe, you know, I was thinking the other night I did a video about um, when guys do this cringy stuff and, and when they're when they're acting weak and letting women walk all over them. And I said, you know, it's not anger that I'm feeling. It's just cringe. It's just, it's, and it's also feeling so sorry for somebody that's just getting railroaded. They don't say no for themselves. And when a, when a, when somebody posts online, Hey, I really need this help. Or can somebody do this? And you see a guy tripping over himself to go out of his way for something that you know, won't be reciprocated you know someone's not going to come back and help this person. The guy that donates 100 bucks to some uh, chick online because she asked for help or she's offering to do something or she says that it'll mean so much to her and you see this guy tripping all over himself to help her, that's what makes us cringe so much because you know he's really not going to get anything back. He hasn't set any boundaries. He doesn't define any character of himself and he's just seen as soft. And I think that's one of the things that bothers me. With at least being able to say no and stand up for yourself and um, push others away that might be taking advantage of you, yes, you may they may not see you as a friend and you may not be able to hang around them anymore, but then they didn't see you as a friend or someone they wanted to be around anyway. They were just using you. When you need the strength to change course, the inventions are in the mail. Uh, invitations are in the mail, but the impending marriage is a mistake. The job looks too good to the rest of the world, but it's making you sick in the morning. Your family is sacrificed to pay the tuition, but law school feels like a poor fit. When you find yourself going down the wrong wo- wo- the wrong road, no is the power necessary to turn yourself around. That was a big life-changing moment in my life when I just said no to the job I was doing. I was making amazing money, but there were incredibly long hours, 10, 11, 12 hours a day, five or six days a week. 
I could, I was having a hard time saying no to that paycheck, but I was miserable. And the longer I stayed there, the realized I'm just getting older. I'm having more money in the bank, but I'm not really getting to experience and live my life. My no, the biggest no in my life, was just saying no to work, no to this job, no to not doing what I enjoy anymore. Since then, I've been a lot happier, a lot more broke, but a lot happier. And the trade-off was worth it for me. But it started with saying the hardest no I've ever said in my life, I think, which is, no, I'm, I'm not even going to work anymore. I'm, I just I just quit. Uh, let's see, dishing it out. Simply no is not a warm send. It's a tough to deliver in large part because we have a gut sense of how it should be received. Not well. Neuroscience supports our hunch that no is going to register far more harshly than we may have intended. The human brain is hardwired to respond to no more quickly, more intensely, and more persistently than to a positive signal. No is stronger than yes. The brain's so-called negativity bias, first described by psychologist Roy F. Baumeister, PhD of Florida State University, explains why negative experiences have a more enduring impact on emotion than positive events of equal intensity. The brain reacts pleasantly to positive stimuli, but wildly painfully to negative stimuli. No matter how you gift wrap it, no is a negative event. It holds true whether we are discussing financial matters, we are far more upset by losing a chunk of money than we are pleased by gaining an equal amount, interpersonal events, negative first impressions are difficult to overcome, or personal information. Negative job feedback has a much more profound effect than positive information. John uh, Cassiopeo, Uh, I got nothing, Uh, a PhD and colleagues at the University of Chicago actually measured the electrical output of the cerebral cortex to demonstrate that across the variety of situations, negative information leads to a swift and outsized surge in activity. One hurt lingers longer than one compliment. Nevertheless, the ability to rapidly detect bad news and weigh it so heavily, uh, the doctor says, eventually, for a very positive reason, to keep us out of harm's way. And no hurts. Whether reasonably requested, I can't lend my car because I'm not insured for other drivers, tactfully couched, yours is the best banana bread ever, but my doctor has me on a special diet, or firmly asserted, thank you for asking, but I'm already committed this weekend, The receiver hears no and feels bad. Perhaps we intuitively grasp this brain bias, the neurological oversensitivity to no, and for this reason alone are very reluctant to trigger that powerful reaction in others. Two, whether we we sense the brain's negativity bias, many of us hesitate to deliver a no because of the real interpersonal damage it may do. No is not generally given away uh, generally not a way to win friends. We are not, while we are not all equally vulnerable, some of us find the sting of displeasing others absolutely intolerable. We properly refer to these people as pleasers, and you probably know the degree in which you are. Actually, uh, you know, I was going to stop here, but I think I want to read this next section because this does get a little bit, I mean, being a pleaser is how a lot of us stayed into relationships too long, longer than we should have whether it was a friendship or an, a, a romantic relationship. So I'm, I'm going to read this next session uh, section because I, th- I, think it's, I think it's viable and important. Pleasers are so relationship-oriented that they will automatically say yes or say what somebody else wants to hear, agree with someone else's ideas, or bow to another's agenda without hesitation. A pleaser is frequently socially perceived as nice, is usually well-liked, and often feels taken advantage of, underappreciated, and in certain 
in her or his decision-making. It's not an even trade-off. When you cannot say no to others, you disappear. There's a third cost to no that causes many of us to pull back. No can lead to conflict. That's a path few of us wish to take if it can be avoided. So a little bit more to this, but I'll stop it there. You know, I think it's kind of gotten the point across that the fact of the matter is being able to say no, being able to put up your walls and not to block everybody else out, but to put up your boundaries will establish who you are as a person. I was a nice guy. I think most of us were when we were still in kind of the blue world, when we were we were kind of strumming along in life and, and thinking everything was happy-go-lucky and we were doing what we should and we should, we should be nice to the people we care for and we should help them. And if they need help, we, we support them, even if it makes us a little nervous or even if we're too tired or we don't feel like it or our, our, kind, our kindness was never reciprocated, we, we continue to do it. And all of us are here today um, to some degree because we started saying no. No, I'm being tired of hurt. No, I'm being tired of taken advantage of. No, I'm being tired of lied, being lied to. No, I'm just not going to take it anymore. And almost all of us here are also in the mindset of, now I'm first and everybody else comes second. And by doing so, we've probably said no stronger than many people in their lives ever have. We've taken the hard road. It's easy to say that we're copping out, we're folding, we're, we're, we're just scared and we're running away from responsibility or society. But the truth of it is, saying no the way many of us have said no, which is, no more, I'm not going to play this game anymore. I don't like the rules. I don't like how I'm being taken advantage of. I don't like how this turns out for me. No. I think we're pretty good at saying that. And, and, and if you're not good at saying it yet, maybe it's time to bring that up in your life a little bit more. Learn to say no and put your boundaries up. Some people may not like you anymore. And, and if you say it the nice way, I, I think people that are actually your friends will understand. But the, those that are just taking advantage of, of you or those that don't really care about your well-being or, or your happiness, they'll go away too. But that's actually a benefit. That's a, a, a plus in your life overall. Guys, I'm going to leave it here. If you like my work, please support. The best way you can support is by liking, subscribing, and of course, leaving a comment below and share this with some friends or on some forums or somewhere out there. The more my, my words get out, Maybe we can bring some guys into the Manosphere and help them find a little happiness. Uh, to those of you that have supported me on my links, my financial links below, thank you so much for doing so. If you would like to support my work directly, links are below, and, and I really appreciate that. Guys, that's all for me. This is Better Bachelor. I am Joker, and remember, it's difficult to find happiness within oneself, but it's impossible to find it anywhere else. <laughs>